Welcome to Talk Purpose and Truth, shifting you into higher consciousness, a show that elevates, uplifts, and encourages listeners to grow, heal, awaken, and evolve. Eden and Kim include bold topics, interviews with inspiring guests, experts, and celebrities, intuitive readings, channeled messages, mental health awareness, and hot topics to expand your awareness. Tune in for unprecedented truth, authenticity, on-purpose discussions, and magical moments. So before we go into our episode, I just wanted to give a shout out to a nonprofit that I found out about that I really believe in. I would like to talk about the importance of volunteering. Now more than ever, there's people in need and I know a lot of you that listen want a way to give back. And giving back also makes you feel happy, feel better, feel inspired. Whether you have one hour or 15 hours, Volunteer Network OC makes volunteering easy. And I have the director of operations here, Maria Galasso, to tell you more about it. Hi, Maria. Hi, Kim. Thank you so much. Uh, Volunteer Network OC brings volunteers together with nonprofit organizations in Orange County, helping individuals and families in extreme uh, poverty or experiencing homelessness. We have a free app available at Google Play or the App Store. All you have to do is download the free app and register, then search events, and with one click, you're signed up and ready to volunteer. Volunteer Network OC provides a platform designed to simplify the process of connecting volunteers with local community groups who provide shelter, food, clothing, and other basic necessities to people in need. Download our app today and see how easy it is to volunteer. It's a great way for our Southern California listeners to give back and a great way for families to get together and volunteer together which is amazing, um, especially, you know, during the holidays and after and during this crazy pandemic. It's just such a needed thing right now in the world. So thank you, Maria. I'm sure so many people will be signing up today. Can you remind us of how to find the app? You go to either Google Play or the App Store. And it's very, it's, it's free, by the way, and just easy to download. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. And one more shout out before we start our episode, I wanted to tell you all about the person I get my jewelry crystals and stones from. It's Yolanda Martinez. She's been on our show before. She's one of my dear friends. And I seriously order like 70% of my jewelry, my stones and crystals that protect your energy. Yolanda, tell us a little bit more. Well, hello. Yes, let me tell you about our generous stones. I have some rose quartz, and you know what that's good for? Love and happiness in your heart. Um, some turquoise, tiger eye, freshwater pearls, abalone, a little bit of this and a little bit of that, um, and much more. And we have our metals, which are gold, silver, rose gold, hematite, a little bit of everything. Whether you want it to be earrings, a necklace, bracelets, or a couple of rings on your fingers, whatever it may be. Yes, or gifts for somebody, right? Definitely. You can find it all on my website, www.myparklane slash Yolanda Martinez. Awesome. You. you can find her on social media under Yolanda Martinez. 
Thanks, Yolanda. Thanks, Kim. Hi, everyone. This is Eden, and Kim's here, too. This is Talk, Purpose, and Truth podcast. Welcome to another episode. Thanks for listening. Hi, Kim. Hi, everybody. Happy to be here. Yeah. So one thing we want to announce is we have a, um, a different, something different going on with our podcast. We got a new website. And um, we also followed that up with a new intro and outro. Um, we enlisted Justin Guarini, one of my favorite people, one of our favorite people that we interviewed. We got to interview him uh, back a couple years ago. But we wanted to announce that we have this new intro and it's just a fresh new start for us. Kim, are you excited about that? <laughs> yeah, Justin from American Idol, um, singer, Broadway actor, and then he's, what is the guy? He's the, he's the Dr. Pepper guy. A lot of people don't know that. He's Lil, yeah. Lil Sweet, is that what it's Lil called? Lil Sweet, Lil Sweet, yes. Yeah, he's like the Lil Sweet, the Dr. Yeah. Pepper guy. So, um, <laughs> so yeah, he's yeah. got his, his beautiful voice yeah. as the beginning. Yeah. So, so we're going to introduce our guest in a few minutes, but we wanted to talk about how we both love reality shows. <laughs> and I think it's funny because a lot of people will say, oh, but you're a coach and you're a medium and you're an intuitive and, you know, you, you probably throw your TV away, right? That's what kind of the stereotype is. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure there are people who do that and meditate like, like Varun Gandhi, who we have as a guest on our show. He said that he went through a period where he meditated eight hours a day. I can't even imagine that. Like I, know. I can do, I can do like. 20 minutes, you know, maybe an hour with, with sound healing on, but, um, to just escape or relax or just kind of, you know, veg out. I love to just watch reality shows and I love watching what goes on and what's happening. I mean, you know, yeah, I think it's, I think we can have a good balance. We can still be that, you know, the person that we are for others you know, help being healers, the healers that we are, but we can also, you know, find, I think, solace in just letting go and, and um, not thinking for too, you know, I think for me, we think too much. A lot of times we take on a lot of other people's energy, and this is a way to just let, release that for a while. And I think it's, it's just, um, it's a, what, what do you, what do they call that, um, mindless television <laughs> and yeah, and then watching other me, people's I, problems it's fun <laughs> i feel though that i i a lot of times will find people that i get really inspired by like get inspired by their strength or you know i'll watch something like america's got talent and look at all the different types of talent there are um you know movies and tv shows as well but both of us have had as a lot of you know that listen a lot of us um, watch Vanderpump Rules, and um, so Eden and I, when we first started talking again, we went to Sur and we're hanging out with some of the Vanderpump Rules people and ended up having them on our show, so that's one of our, our shows that we like to both watch, and, you know, Bachelor in Paradise, Real Housewives, we've had uh, Eden Sassoon on from Real Housewives of, of Beverly Hills, Mm -hmm. We will soon have on Frank Catania from uh, Housewives of New Jersey. Yes. And just lots of different 
intriguing people. So that and right and the one that we're about to interview. Right, right. <laughs> so that goes right into um, introducing our guest. And yeah. so she does, she does many more things than having been on a reality show, but that's one yeah. of the things that she's done. So Peggy Tannis was on season six and seven of Real Housewives of OC. And so I'm from OC, so I'm like, yeah. Um, she has a fitness DVD for moms and toddlers called Peggy Tennis Total Body Workout with Your Toddler and helps women who struggle with postpartum depression. She is a host, model, influencer, writer, speaker, and wife. So welcome, Peggy. Hi, Kim. Hi, Eden. Thanks for having me today. Uh, thanks for being here. Wow, you do a lot. <laughs> you do I'm do good. a lot. You've, Yeah. You've done so a lot. You were you were saying, uh, oh, what's it called? People call it a guilty pleasure. Reality TV. Oh, is yeah. A guilty pleasure. That's a better way to put it. Yes. yes. Thanks for correcting it's, me. It's, it's mindless TV. So when you want to unplug for the day and you want to just like not have to think, you just turn on reality TV. <laughs> yeah. 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 And there's nothing wrong with it. Right. We're nope. owning it. We're not being guilty about it. Yeah. Exactly. I love that you girls are into it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what led you to being on the Housewives of OC? I came from um, like real TV, I guess I would call it. So when I was probably 10 years old, I, I, I think when I was five years old, I told my mom, you know, I'm going to be an actress and that's all there is to it. And, and she just did not want that for me. And so after like five years of bugging her, she was like, okay, fine. And so I got my first Asian, I think at 10. So I came from the world of like commercials, infomercials, um, you know, I did some small parts on some of the um, sitcoms and things like that. And then I got into modeling and um, I did that for a long time and did a lot of catalog work, a lot of fitness, a lot of swimsuit. Um, and then um, I started getting hired by some of the companies I'd model for to go to their conventions. And I would be like a fit model at their trade show, like the magic show. And um and I remember one show I was at, there was a girl up on stage and she was speaking with a microphone and I was like, oh, I want to do that. And so I learned how to do the ear. They call it ear proficient. And um, so not only can I, am I teleprompter proficient, but I'm ear proficient. And that's where you've got like this little piece in your ear and then you've got a recorder on your back and it tells you what you're supposed to say. <laughs> oh, wow. So okay. I started doing that for a lot of technology companies. I worked for um, LG Electronics and Sony, um, THX, a lot of really big clients, and they would fly me all over the U.S., and I made a lot of money, and I had a lot of fun doing it, so um, I was doing that, and from that, it kind of took me into hosting, which I really loved, and um, I hosted a couple smaller shows on um, Speed Vision and some of the networks, and then I did an actual local show in, um, in your area, Kim, in Huntington. It was a local um, show that kind of showcased all the new restaurants and the hotels and that kind of thing. Um, and then fast forward, I got married and I had two daughters and I quit the business. Um, and then I went through postpartum depression and I was like, oh gosh, I really miss my career. And I felt like I was drowning and just being a mom and being depressed. And so, um, Alexis was on the show at the time and we were good friends and she was like, why don't you get on? And so, we talked about it and I was like, I don't know if reality is really for me, but it was becoming much more popular at this time. And, um, and so anyways, long story short, I, I decided to do it and our meet with producers and, and got chosen and um, signed a five-year contract. And I had a great time uh, my first season and thankful that I did it. But at the end of the day, it just wasn't totally for me. It was, 
I think it's also timing. You know, I was, I had two little tiny babies and I was going through my postpartum and I was anxiety ridden. So going into season seven, I knew what they were going to make it all about. And I just, I was like, I, I can't do this. And so I ended up quitting the show probably a few episodes in. And so we, we came up with like an exit strategy and that was that, but, uh, but I did have a lot of fun and I stay in touch with a lot of the girls and I still do a lot of stuff with them. So. Yeah. Who do you, well, first of all, why, what was it that, was it like negativity or drama? Um, cause I've heard that a lot like that, that sometimes it's not a fit for someone because there's too much drama and you're not a dramatic person or something like that. And then of course we're curious who you're still friends with. Um, for me, like I said, I think it's all timing. If I were to go back now, which I actually did consider, and I met with the producers a couple of years ago and did do some stuff, but decided at the end of the day, it still wasn't, you know, what I wanted to do. Um, for me, it was, I think a lot of it was mostly timing and I just, uh, my kids were so young and I just felt like it was a lot of, you know, it, it's not scripted at all. It's obviously it's, it's what's going on in your life. Um, but they do encourage, you know, oh, you need to talk talk more about your fight with this person or talk about that. And I just felt like pressure to, um, to maybe get into fights and do things that I didn't want to do. Um, and then I think the other thing is, is, is you get so caught up in the social media side of it and uh, you, cause you've got to like keep up with your fan base and stuff. And I felt like that was really taking a, me away from my family. And I just don't think it was like a good fit at that time in my life. Right. Did, I, I'm so curious to know this. There's on each of the um, housewives series. I don't know how to say, but they they. It seems like there's at least one instigator or potster. Is that something that they want you to do? Do they encourage that? They don't encourage it. I think it's. Um, I think it really is like people say, "Oh, you had a really good season, but just wait till next season." So, <laughs> I think. It's like everybody has different versions of who they are on different seasons because, you know, the longer you're on, the more you learn. And um, and I think, you know, especially now, because, I mean, gosh, they're coming into their 16th year. Orange County, I think it starts airing in December or January, and it's going to be 16 years. So wow. the bar is really high now for women. To, you know, they want to stay on the show if they're on. And so I feel like the bar is high for them to cause drama so that they, they do get the ratings and they do get the airtime. Mm -hmm. So I don't think producers like really have to, you know, they don't, they don't have to tell anybody be the instigator because I think the women are just kind of doing it on their own anyways. Okay. Right. Right. And you still see some, like I saw on your Instagram, you were with Taylor and, um, Lynn, Lynn, right? I think it was Lynn. Yeah. yeah. So you're, and you, are you still friends with Alexis? No, no. Unfortunately, we stopped being friends um, once I came on. And um, and so I, I've seen her. I haven't seen her in a really long time, but I had seen her at a few Bravo events. And I'm always cordial to her, but we just, you know, we're not friends. But I'm really good friends with Lynn. I'm really good friends with Lizzie. Um, I'm great friends with Lydia. Uh, I just had dinner with Kelly and her husband on Saturday. I was with Taylor on uh, on Saturday, and Taylor and I used to be really close, and then we hadn't seen each other in a while, so it was really good to reconnect with her on Saturday. Mm -hmm. um, I'm, I'm great friends with Lori Peterson. I'm great friends with Gretchen. Um, I mean, Gina. I was with Gina Saturday night, and I was with Tammy Knickerbocker Saturday night, so... Yeah, I really you know kinda, so many still. You guys, you guys need your own show. <laughs> I know, right? And you didn't well, mention... 
sorry, you didn't mention Vicky and Tamara. <laughs> sorry, so I do, yeah, so I do talk to Vicky. I actually saw her two weekends ago. We were at an event together on Friday night. Um, and I hadn't seen Tamara or talked to her in a while, but recently we just kind of got reconnected as well, but I just haven't wow. seen her in a long time. Wow. So, That's but cool. yeah, I, um, I actually wrote two years ago, I wrote, um, I didn't write, I came up with an idea of doing a show with the ex housewives. And so I called it ex housewives uncensored and we were, it was the live show. And so I did, um, two shows, one in Irvine and one in Brea with Lizzie and Lynn and it was the three of us and they were really, um, it was really fun and they were, they were going really well. And, uh, actually the improv wanted to sign us on to do like, like a lot of different improvs around the U S and then unfortunately COVID hit and that was, um, over. Oh yeah. You should do so, that. Cause that's what, that's, um, that's what Frank and, and some of the guys from housewives of New Jersey, the hus husbands do a show. Um, a Frank Sinatra tribute, and then they have the guys on there, like, all talking about what goes on with their wives and their lives and funny and stuff like that. So I think it'd be huge if you did that. Yeah, I mean, like I said, it went well for the two we did, and then COVID shut it down. Um, and I may revisit it now, but we'll just kind of see what happens. Um, I know, I don't know if Frank is also doing the thing with Joe, but I'm friends with Melissa and Joe Gorga, and I know Joe's doing comedy, so I don't know if Yeah, it's the same thing. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. Well, we'll look for it. We'll have to, we'll have to come when that happens again. Yeah. I'll let you know for sure if it starts back up. Hmm. Um, so in relation to postpartum, um, we, we talk a lot on this show about different aspects of mental health. And I think that what people don't realize with postpartum is it's not something someone chooses to go through or their fault. And it is a part of mental health. And so I know you have had postpartum depression in the past and now help others with this and you executive produced a documentary when the bow breaks with Carney Wilson and Brooke Shields involved. Can you talk yeah, more I, about that and what you went through? I was actually in the documentary. Um, I wasn't one of the producers. My friend Tanya was, but, mm -hmm. um, but yeah, that, that actually worked out kind of nice because um, a friend of mine, Tanya, she, we had modeled together years ago and she was a producer on that um, documentary. And I just happened to, um, be filming housewives at the time. And she contacted me and said, Hey, you know, I want, I want you to do this documentary. And if possible, would they want to show it on housewives? Cause it'd be a great way to get, you know, more, um, people more, I don't know the word I wanted to use. Um, not interested, but people to really understand what postpartum is. Right. Um, and so they, they came, I told Bravo and they were, they were like totally up for it. So they came to um, film me while I was getting filmed for the documentary. Um, and yeah, Kim, you're right. Like, it's not something you choose. It's not something that, um, you know, like some people think like, oh, that never happened to me. I mean, I was always like a super happy go lucky person. And, you know, then all of a sudden I'm, you know, seven and a half months pregnant with my first and I hurt my knee and I'm stuck on crutches for three weeks. So I don't know if I feel like that kind of started, you know, the whole downfall. And then once I had London, I was just like, oh, my God, what do I do with this baby? Like, I, you know, I almost feel like they need to teach a class in school. Yeah. Um, I really think in high school they should have like, you know, like a baby, you know, how to take care of a baby because I had no clue. Like, I didn't even know how to change a diaper. I was like, thank God my husband has younger siblings. And yeah, he's like, hey. you I know, felt but like that too. Yeah, so you just feel so lost and you feel like really alone and um 
And at first I just thought it was, you know, just stress and, oh, I'm just tired. And then my mother-in-law is a naturopath and um, she finally kind of did like an intervention. She's like, okay, it's been like, I think it was close to London's first birthday. And she's like, you've got to get on something. Like, I don't think Mm -hmm. you realize that you have postpartum, but you definitely do. And, um, and so then I started taking some different supplements. I wanted to do everything natural. Mm -hmm. Um, and so what worked best for me was a supplement called 5-HTP. Yeah, I've heard of that. And, and I did try Sammy as well. Sammy was good and, um, L-theanine. And so, yeah, it was just, um, you know, and it's not something like some people when they're depressed, they can talk about it for me. Like I got really withdrawn. I would still go do all the play dates with the moms, but I never told any of them I was going through it. So then when the documentary came out, they're like, oh my God, we didn't realize that was going on. I'm like, yeah, I just didn't, I felt like if I told them that they would think that I'm a bad mom or I don't care about my baby, you know? Right. It was was really hard to go through that. Well, that's like a stigma that Mm -hmm. we, you know, I feel like there's shame in feeling that way. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, I think it really needs to, it's like any of that, anything like anxiety or, you know, I went through psycho, really psycho hormone issues and I'm, I'm finally been feeling better for quite a while now. Um, but it felt a lot of times it felt like, what is wrong with me? What did I do to deserve this? How did I make it happen? Instead of like, it really just happened. Like it's, it's something that just came about and it's inherited and all this stuff. But you do go through that, like the stigma around it, like, okay, I'm not normal. I'm crazy or whatever, you know, might come in. So it's important that we do speak up about all of this because it helps people go, okay, I'm not alone. Um, this is something that just can happen. Just like people go through stuff, you know, go through migraines or, you know, lupus or something like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, and the hormone thing is a really big thing because I just started uh, doing some hormone stuff and, and that really can mess you up. I mean, thankfully I didn't get too crazy, but I, you know, just little things like I was like, gosh, I feel like I'm really snappy lately, you know, Mm -hmm. and I, I just thought it was like COVID or whatever. But then it turns out, you know, I went and got all my levels checked and it's like, oh, well, I'm really low in estrogen. And oh, I'm kind of low in testosterone. And so I think now it's like, I'm like becoming the guru now, like tell all my friends, oh, you need to go get your hormones checked. You know, you have to do this. So I yeah, think that's Yeah, help as many people as you can. Yeah, totally. And it can happen to men too. I just want to put that out there. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay, so shifting gears a little bit, um, something a little lighter. Uh, You've been surrounded in in the media for a long time, for many years, um, doing modeling, hosting, and um, is there? Do you feel pressure to look a certain way? Do and how do you feel about uh, plastic surgery, doing those things, since you're in the media? I think there's a little bit of pressure, but I, I, the, the one thing I like about aging is that you start to not give a shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I'm supposed to cuss. Sorry. Oh, it's if fine. I no, totally okay, fine. <laughs> no, um, edit that out. No, I'm kidding. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. I think that the nice thing about getting older is, is you kind of start to not care. Yeah. Um, but I think, I think there is a pressure or if anything, I think it's more, which we all get caught up on. I know at some point and I try not to. Um, but comparison, like, oh, well, gosh, she looks so good. And, you know, what am I doing? That kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but I am, you know, I am for upkeep. Like I haven't done, you know, besides doing my boobs, I haven't done any plastic surgery yet. 
Uh, I definitely think, you know, in five to 10 years, I'll probably want to do some kind of like, you know, a little neck lift or a little lift here. Um, but I do a lot of laser. Um, I think that's really important. It builds collagen. I'm not a fan of doing um, any kind of fillers. I've done both. I do Botox regularly, but I don't do filler because I don't want to have a puffy face like a lot of the women get. Um, and so my, my main thing is just doing Botox and doing a lot of laser and drinking a lot of water, eating healthy, and then using a good skincare line. And not giving a shit. No, and not giving a shit. I like it. Yes, That's not giving quote. a shit. <laughs> even though, even though sometimes it will get the best of you, but I try to, you know, most of the time I try to just not give a shit. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I'm big with lasers. I just had, you guys can't tell because my phone's slightly blurry, but I had, um, it's called like Morpheus mixed with, um, Oh my God, I can't think. Oh, Accutite. It's a treatment called Accutite and a treatment called Morpheus. And it's both two types of lasers. And it's supposed to get rid of scars, wrinkles, um, you know, fine lines and lift right here. So I had it just on like this part, lower part of my face. I'm supposed to see the results in three months. So I'm like excited. Like, okay, in three months, you guys can look back and go, okay, does she look five years younger? <laughs> yes. Oh, that's awesome. So I actually, that's funny because I've been doing research and, um, and I just made an appointment to go meet with a, a, a med spa about doing Morpheus as well. Cause I heard that I heard there's all therapy, but that one apparently takes like, it, it like takes out the fat. And I'm like, well, I already have kind of a thin face, so I don't want to take out any fat I do have in there. Um, but I heard the Morpheus is really good. It kind of lifts and tightens this whole area. Right. And ask them about, I've asked them about combining, I'm all giving a plug right now, but ask them about combining Morpheus and Accutite because it's supposed to make it last like way more years if you okay. do it that way. Yeah. Awesome. And it's, it's just I'm heated laser. Too. I mean, it hurts, but it's just heated laser. I was going to say, it's pretty, isn't it pretty painful though? Um, it hurt quite a bit, but I didn't need any, like, they, they said, you could have laughing gas if you need to. And I was trying, I don't want to take anything. So I was just like, and I had squeeze ball things that I was holding. Um, mm -hmm. but I have a lot of tattoos and to me, this is really, this is going to make everybody not want to get it, but it felt like getting a tattoo on my face. Um, and so I okay. was like, okay, I can take this cause I've handled tattoos before. Yeah. Okay, cool. I mean, I have, I don't have a tattoo, so I don't know how that feels, but, um, but yeah, they did prepare me. I mean, you know, that you're going to have to, but you know, it takes pain to be beautiful. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. I tell my daughter, we, Eden has daughters also, two daughters and I have two daughters. And sometimes I'll tell my older daughter, she'll be like, these shoes hurt. And I'm like, fashion hurts. <laughs> <laughs> how I forgot that you have two daughters and how old are your daughters now, Kim? So mine are nine and 15. And Eden's are 18 and 21. How old are yours? Oh, my gosh. Okay. And mine are um, 12 and 13. Oh, okay. Yeah, we're all kind of, we're, we're all kind of around. So, so yeah, you'll see, Peggy, once yours get, like, one and two years older than that, all of a sudden, they're just, like, makeup and wearing your clothes, and you're like, whoa, they became little women. It's really interesting. <laughs> Oh yeah. Well, my 13 year old, she'll actually be 14 next month and she's already like, Oh, I'm going to borrow that purse or I'm going to borrow this or da da da. Yeah. I always find it flattering. Like when my daughter borrows my clothes or my, you know, my purses or jewelry. Cause I'm like, okay, well then that means I'm a cool stylish mom. Like if she, if she doesn't think it's dorky, you know, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. 
And and Eden, yours are a little yeah. older, so are, yeah. so how how is that? You're you're out of the hormone stage probably, which is good. Um, I am. Well, I'm fifty. And no, it no, has, I'm sorry, not 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 you. I mean the kids are the out daughter. of like that. Oh, they're hormones. Yeah, they're like, hormones. Because I'm like, oh, I'm I'm right there. No, no for I them, like your yeah, for your daughters, they're not like just getting their period, so it's probably a little easier. Yeah, actually, it's, I I haven't really thought about that, but um, I think easier on one level, yes. But I think there's always something to worry about, you know. But but now they're really, you know, they're on their own. I can't say much. That's the thing. So it's less easy yeah. because they they don't have to listen to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She, her, I know. Her, I, one, one of her daughters is still in high school at home, and then her other daughter is on is on here. She's invisible. She does our PR and marketing, and just did our beautiful website, Skylight. Oh, that's so awesome! She's yeah. in college. Yeah, she's in college. So yeah, they get to just make their own decisions, um, and sometimes they'll ask for advice but most of the time no they have a um mind of their own so that the, it's it's the letting go because then you you know you get to that point where and it's sad because yeah they don't really need you anymore yeah so just hold on to them now <laughs> i oh yeah i already get sad because now all of a sudden like it used to be you know they would always want to hang out with us and watch movies and then now all of a sudden like last night we finished dinner we always still do a family dinner which is great but we finished dinner and they like ran upstairs and my husband's like, well, I guess it's you and me because they're just want to go up and be on their phone or game with their friends <laughs> on the computer or whatever. Yeah. Yep. Totally going through that as well. I glued to the phone and I'm just like, oh my gosh. Okay. Breathe. Okay. It's all okay. Um, I'm trying to, to have the balance of strict and being still a cool mom and their friend. It's like, it's a, it's a hard job. And I know a lot of parents out there will be agreeing. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So Peggy, um, with TV, because it just sounds like, you know, from listening to you and from seeing what you've done, you do have something in you that is is a performer or is a natural host or, you know, just someone that would be good in the media in front of people. So besides possibly doing a show in the future, what if, if someone was to approach you to be on a reality show and you could pick what type of show, what show would you be comfortable being on? Um, well, I actually just, so when I left the show, I started writing a bunch of my own shows. I came up with some really good ideas and I sold two of them to uh, production companies. One was around the real estate industry and one was um, around the wine industry. And um, at the end of the day, they didn't end up getting picked up by networks, but I still have that passion in me to do something. And then I had a couple opportunities here and there and then COVID hit. And so now I just picked back up and um, I just filmed um, this week for the wine show. So I think we're going to be doing the wine show, but it actually, you know, the universe always, I think, brings things to you at the time it's supposed to happen. And when I had sold the wine show several years ago, they of course wanted to follow the housewives. You know, everyone wants to copy the housewives because it's just been such a success. And I kind of didn't want that because it was going to be another ensemble cast with a bunch of drama. Um, and the way that we're, the way that I'm packaging the wine show now is just me being a host, which is what I love. And that's my passion and, you know, visiting wineries, um, you know, and if it, if it takes off and it's successful, then I'll be visiting wineries like all over the world. But right now we're starting, you know, here in California, 
Um, so yeah, it's kind of a wine culinary experience, travel experience show. Oh, that's so cool. Congratulations. Yeah. Aren't you friends with Brandy Roderick? I am. Yes. And in fact, I she was, was just her. on our show. I know. Remember I saw, and I, I, I mentioned to you that we're friends and she was actually going to be on my show a couple of days ago when I was filming and she had, cause now she does real estate and she, um, I mean, she still does some acting too, but she does a lot of real estate. So she had a property that she had to do something with. So I didn't get to see her, but her boyfriend, I, I, uh, her boyfriend was on the show with me. Oh, oh. Yeah. yeah, she has, she was telling us all about her living on the, the land and, you know, how she can dress and what she has to do and get out in the nature and, um, very cool. And you're also really good friends with Devin DeVasquez, who was on our show. Yeah. So I know it's so funny because we have so many people in common. And then if you remember, do you remember when I met you and we did that um, round table mm-hmm. and uh, Tiffany Hendra was there? Oh, yeah. And we became friends. And then she ends up moving to Dallas and, and got on Dallas Housewives. And so she called me and she's like, remember me? She's like, you're not going to believe it, but I'm I'm going on Dallas Housewives. And so she wanted advice on, you know, what to do and how to handle it and stuff. And then I thought it was we talked about it later I was like oh you were like me it was just it wasn't you know the type she of she got off she because be it did not fit her yeah absolutely um but yeah Devin is a sweetheart I mean I love all of them I love Tiffany I love Brandy they're all and Devin's great so we I met Devin while I was on Housewives um this lady who handled PR and marketing for this really big TV producer she I guess was the fan a fan of the show and she saw me shooting guns on there And her boss would do this shooting tournament every year. And so she reached out to me um, and and to my publicist and said, you know, I want Peggy to come to this shooting tournament. So we went, my husband and I went, and it was a whole weekend. It was really fun. And we met Ron and Devin there and became great friends. And they actually spent Christmas with us last year. And uh, Ron and my husband, yeah, and Ron and my husband are like best of friends. Like they talk probably like five times a day. Oh, that's oh. so cool. Ron, yeah. you can get along. Anyone can get along with Ron. He's just the nicest guy. He is so sweet. And, yeah. you know, well, they, they text each other because he, they're over in Italy right now. Yeah. And um, it's so great because I feel like he's revived his career because, you know, he quit Bold and Beautiful. And then when we met him, he was kind of, you know, doing a little bit of music, but he wasn't really doing much. And then all of a sudden they decided to, you know, for him to get back into the music full time. And and now he's over in Italy and, and, you know, here in the States, I think, of course, people knew who he was, but it wasn't like that big. Whereas when he goes over to Italy, it's like everybody knows him and they love yeah. anything he does. Yeah. So wow. Really cool for them. Yeah. That's so cool. I love how many connections. And I didn't realize that about Tiffany. I thought for some reason, I felt like you guys already knew each other. So I didn't realize you met her at my event. I think we had met, we were talking about this, um, recently i think we had met like originally through maybe some modeling and auditions and stuff but i didn't really get to know her personally until your event and then we, and then when she moved back to dallas we kind of lost touch but then she reached out when she got on the show and um and then i was actually just in dallas in april so i reached out to her and we tried to get together for lunch it didn't end up working out but um but yeah i still talked to her how cool. Yeah. She helped. I, I spoke at a big event in Dallas and I texted her and she um, connected me to her hair person because I needed someone to do my hair. <laughs> oh, nice. So it's funny okay. how you, you end up. Um, and then you know who else was on that panel back then? That was years ago. Gosh, when I used to do, um, I used to do women's events. Um, Susanna, it was Susie Feldman back then, but now it's Susanna Sprague. 
I don't know if you remember her. She was married to Corey Feldman. Oh my God. Yes, I do. Yeah, I do remember her. Yeah. Yeah. Now How she funny. was just on our show, but she, she's not with Corey anymore and she's doing amazing. And she's like a speaker and a coach and, you know, does all these cool things. Now she really made a great thing out of her life. Oh, that's awesome. That's so good to hear. Well, anyway, we're, we're, yeah. we're so happy you got <laughs> to be on the show and um, would love to know how everyone can find you and follow you and see what you're up to. Yeah, thanks. That would be great. Um, I'm at OC Peggy Tanos on Instagram and then just regular Peggy Tanos on Twitter and Facebook. Um, and I've got my workout DVDs still out. It's on Amazon. You can purchase it on Amazon. It's Peggy Tanos, um, 30 minute total body workout with your toddler. And I want to mention that a lot of people are like, well, I don't have a kid. And I'm like, you don't need a kid. You can use, you know, hand weights. You can put ankle weights on. Uh, you can hold, you can hold your dog. Mm. <laughs> it's, it's just, you know, I, when I came out with it, the kids were younger. So I use them as like my weight and resistance, but now it's just a great workout to do just, you know, without kids. Um, it's a, you know, great 30 minute total body workout. And there's a little yoga at the end. So yeah, so that's on Amazon. Um, and I think that's, that's everywhere. <laughs> Awesome. I love that. Um, do it with your dog. <laughs> I know. I was picturing right? that. Dog, yeah. yeah child, I, mean, I can't, I can't pick up my nine-year-old anymore. So I have to use my dog. <laughs> there you go. So, well, thank you, Peggy. And, um, we will see everybody on the other side and thank you for listening. And thanks again to Justin Guarini for our awesome outro and intro. Bye. Thank you, ladies. Have yeah, a bye, Peggy. You too. Bye. 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 Thank you for listening to Talk Purpose and Truth podcast. Find out more at talkpurposeandtruth.com. And follow us at Talk Purpose Truth on Instagram and Facebook.